0: ora from your Every Nation Southside family here in Papatoetoe, Auckland, you are now listening to a podcast from our church service, and we pray that you will be blessed by it. For more information, please visit our Facebook page or feel free to contact our church office. Um, you know, I wanted to go straight into the sermon series um, to introduce our sermon series today. It's a two-week sermon series uh, called "Urban Legends." Urban Legends. And before we dive in, let me give you the definition of what uh, urban legend is. Uh, urban legend is, um, I'm going to hand it over to you, Diana. An urban legend is a modern myth, okay, a, a frightening, untrue story, okay, in which the person telling the story insists is true, but has no evidence to back it up. So one well-known urban legend is Bigfoot. Now, Bigfoot, as you know, is a, a North American legend. Um, Bigfoot is said to be hairy, unright, upright walking, ape-like creature that dwells in the wilderness, leaving giant, and some of you are looking around, <laughs> leaving giant, human-like footprints. Uh, depictions are often you know, often portrays them as a missing link between humans and human ancestors. So today I want us to look at a different urban legend. And this one, is one in particular is one of the most common worldwide beliefs. The urban legend that we will be debunking today, or we're going to expose, that is untrue. A thing that is untrue, but people insist is true, is this one here. There are many different ways to God. People will say, as long as you are genuinely seeking a truth for your own life, that road will lead you to God. Today, we live in a nation, behind me this video running, it's, it's with so much diversity. We have, you know, different ethnicities and cultures uh, living around us, different types of music to enjoy. We have multiple options of TV shows and movies to watch. With access to online shopping, uh, Fashion is a huge thing. Um, the different styles that we can choose to dress, and when we're hungry, we have an endless range right of food choices because of all of the cultural diversity and creativity here that we have in New Zealand. Yet with all of this amazing cultural diversity you and I live in, there is one particular belief many people find hard to accept, and that is the belief of Jesus Christ. It seems people today feel more comfortable to talk about spirituality than before. You can talk about karma, uh, positive feelings, uh, the different types of meditation you can get involved in to find inner peace. But when it comes to talking openly about Jesus, it seems hard to do so without getting judged by others. Over the years growing up as a Christian, I have seen firsthand and maybe some of you have as well when you're in a setting like this right surrounded by like-minded people it is very easy to talk about Jesus and to represent him some of you who are visiting you might still be trying to you know suss us out and see if this place is for you or not i hope so but most everyone here is on the same page so when you're hanging out here there's no problem When it comes to talking about our Lord, however, outside of these walls, it isn't as that easy. Somehow, it is a tad more, you know, uncomfortable to talk about Jesus when you're amongst people who aren't Christian. And it's not because being a Christian is always a walk in the park. But it's because it's quite common today for Christians to be accused as being, hear me here, as being Narrow-minded. Why is that? Well, it's because in our Christian faith, there is only one God and only one way to God. And that is through Jesus. One of the most famous verses in the Bible that most Christians know is this. John 14, verse 6. It says, you know, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Then he says, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. This day and age, you may or you will come across people in your life outside of these church walls who will argue that there are many different ways to God, not just one way. Jesus was pretty straight up when he said he was the way. So all of us in this room have to think and decide for ourselves whether we believe Jesus was right or wrong in saying this. If he was wrong about being the only way to God, man, then you and I are wasting our time being here in fellowship together every Sunday. Now, if you agree that Jesus spoke the truth, that he was right, then be aware that you are now a narrow-minded person who believes there is only one way to God. So in some ways, it could be far easier, right, to say that there are many different ways to God. <laughs> because, you know, we don't want to, our Christ-like mindset to offend our family and friends and schoolmates and work colleagues that are not here with us today. But in order to be a follower of Jesus, it's one way, and that one way is His way. That is what makes us narrow-minded. And so be it. Jesus says in Matthew seven, uh, chapter uh, Matthew chapter seven, verses thirteen and fourteen, and He goes, "Enter through the narrow gate." For wide is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, narrow is the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Are there many ways to God? Or is Jesus the only way? Is Jesus just a legend, or is he truth? Let me dive in a little bit deeper on this topic that there are many ways to God and how untrue that is. One question I often hear is this question behind me. It says, if God is such a loving God, why did he only create one way to get to him? In answer to this question, I'd like to tell you this this story, okay? There was once an old lady who went and did her shopping at the supermarket But when she came to her car, she saw four men hopping into her car. She dropped her shopping, and she pulled out a gun out of her handbag and screamed at the men to get away from the car before she shoots them. The men ran away, and the old lady hopped into her car, all hot and flustered. But when she tried to put her key into the ignition, it wouldn't fit. She was so confused. She hopped out of the car and then realized that her car was parked in the next parking space. It was the, ex- it was the exact same color, the make, and model. She put her shopping in her car and drove to the police station, and she told the cop that had happened, what had happened, and what she had done. The cop, she was speaking she was, speak the, uh, that she was speaking to, cracked up laughing and pointed to four men in the next office who were pale and in shock, reporting that they had been carjacked by a crazy old lady with a gun. Now, when the lady hopped in, this old lady, right, when she hopped into the wrong car and her key wouldn't work, did she sit there complaining, asking, why can't all keys be the same? It's not fair. (laughs) No. When she realized that she was in the wrong car, she was grateful for the one key that she had that fit into the right ignition to get her to where she needed to go. And now, instead of complaining that there is only one way to God, we need to be reminded of the right point of view, okay? When I think about my sin. And the fact that I am so unworthy, I have absolutely no right, nor have I done anything to deserve the right to have access to the holy and perfect God. When I think of these things, I wonder how this holy and righteous God could still love me enough to make a way, a way, for me to be able to approach Him, let alone have access to Him anytime I want. Church family, let's remember The price that God paid and the lengths that He went to. To make a way for us to have access to Him, let's never forget and never stop being grateful that we have actually been given one precious and priceless way to the Father. Every non believer finds it hard to agree that Jesus is the only way because this, you know, this one way through Jesus idea doesn't suit their way of life. Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. As a Bible-believing Christian myself, this Jesus lifestyle I have chosen to live doesn't always suit my way of life as well. (laughs) So why would I bother following His way? If only you knew my life before I was a follower of Jesus. Without a doubt, you would never think of me as someone to follow or even trust. But I am so grateful for the life I have now in Jesus because I stand here so humbled to speak with you all about him and what he has done in my life. And to be honest, looking around this room, I can say the same for many of you. Several of you have come from similar broken backgrounds. And over time, I have seen growth and gradual transformation taking place in your life to the point where if people from your past were to see you today, they would be amazed at the person you've become. And I know it is because you have chosen the way of Jesus a narrow-minded way of living that not everyone agrees with. I know you chose the way of Jesus because you knew something in your life needed to change. You tried everything else under the sun to fill the void in your life. So many ways to try to, and find a, a meaningful life because as great as some things in life can be, You still feel the emptiness inside that can only be filled by God. But choosing the Jesus route was a big leap. Why? Because it meant you would become one of those narrow-minded believers that this Jesus guy is the only option. Which then meant your life would need to change in order to follow him. And the things that needed changing were things that we were hard to let go of. The party life, uh, getting drunk, uh, getting high, the promiscuous life, putting your hope in relationships, getting yourself caught up in, you know, financial strife because of bad choices of spending your wealth. Maybe you were an angry person and so you hated life and never trusted people because they hurt you. Now, I, I grew up... All my life, attending church. It was part of my family upbringing. Uh, We were at a church every single Sunday without fail. But that didn't mean I followed the way of Jesus. I was far from it. I went to a church because I had no choice. I understood church was part of my cultural upbringing. It was just what we did. But I was not a follower of Jesus. How did I know? Because the actions of my life didn't match up to what Jesus taught in the Bible about my life and what it should look like. In the book of John, in the New Testament of the Bible, there is a time Jesus is ministering to a whole diverse group of people. Amongst those people were Jewish leaders that taught the laws of God. And there were no one amongst the community to be the very, you know, holy and elite people of God. And these leaders saw Jesus as their enemy because Jesus had been exposing them as being these false teachers of God's law. Right there, their actions didn't match the heart of what they taught If you read and study more about these leaders, many of them lived totally opposite to what they taught. This is the thing. These leaders knew who Jesus was. They knew he grew up in a little place called Nazareth. They knew who his family was, that he had siblings. They knew he wasn't, listen here, they even knew that he wasn't an educated guy, yet He spoke to the crowds with such wisdom and clarity. Jesus, he taught in a way that everyone could understand. And when he spoke, he made people feel that God wasn't only for those holy and elite people of God, but for all people. The Bible says in Galatians 3 uh, verse 28, There is neither Jew nor Gentile. Slave nor uh, free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. So even though Jesus and his message was for all types of people, right? Diversity. The hard part, though, was to choose his way. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. This is where many people draw the line in choosing to follow the way of Jesus. It requires first, your whole heart, right? And then second, to live according to his way. And this is the reason why many people, they won't choose the narrow road to life because it will cost you everything but hand on heart like i said before i have seen many of you either in the past or past year or more have a change in your life because you have chosen the hard road to jesus and it's not a weak and watered down version of him because a a watered down version of jesus that will cause you to begin believing that there are many ways to God. Where deep down in the conviction of your heart, you know that is not true. Many times, if you and I were to look at the past, I don't know, seven days of your life, and think about our actions, can we confidently say our actions reflected the Lordship of Jesus? Have we been a vessel that demonstrates the glory of God to those around us over the past seven days? Or has our personal relationship with Jesus been, I don't know, so personal that nobody else knows about it but us? Another famous verse uh, Christians usually know is this one. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. And it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is heaven, in heaven. Does your life reflect the Lordship of Christ? When people see me, do they see the hope, the joy, the freedom, and the holiness that comes from a life lived for God? When they see me, do they, do they feel hope that there is someone greater who loves them, who can give their life meaning and value and purpose. I don't want us to just talk about God with our lips. I want us to live it with our life. It's pretty easy, right, to blend into today's society and water down the way of Jesus and say without saying, yeah, man, there's many ways to God. My prayer is for each and every one of us is to resist the temptation and the pressure because there's a lot of pressure out there to blend in to what is popular, what is cool, what is easy. But instead, how about instead of watching media, how about you go and study and learn as Jesus, he is the way, the truth. In the life, not just for us, but for everyone who chooses him. There are those of us here that have been presented some information today that I've just shared, and more than that, there is something going on spiritually in your life. And maybe you are feeling drawn to the way of Jesus. Let me say, that is the work of a very loving God, who reaches out through the power of his warrior spirit, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been working in your life for a long time now. And his goal is to bring you and introduce you to the relationship you've always needed, whether or not you were aware. A relationship with Jesus. I don't want this message to just remind you that this knowledge right this head knowledge of God is is not just so that you can have a cozy personal relationship with Jesus. knowing God will change you so that you become more like him. This effect this affects, this affects uh, your relationships with others so that the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, uh, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, those fruits will become more evident in your relationships with others. Not only that, but the better you know God, the more effectively you can represent Him as His ambassador to your non-believing family and friends. After hearing today's message, What has been a challenge to your way of thinking about Jesus and and His way to God? Is it something you have believed all this time? If so, are you confident enough to help others understand that there is only one way to God? And not many ways to Him as the urban legend would suggest. When an opportunity arises to share about Jesus with someone and they say to you, man, that's Man, that's cool, that's great, that, that's your opinion. What will your response be? I hope this message has helped broaden a little bit your mind a little to understand the kind of people you may end up dealing with in this time of your life. Your family members, your friends, your work colleagues, schoolmates, ever since COVID-19, a lot of people are searching for answers, even Christians. They are searching for answers and they will be drawn to you. So, my prayer is that you don't give a watered down testimony of how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, yesterday I had the, the honor of, of attending uh, Otto, uh, you know, we all know Otto here, Otto's brother's funeral. And I was so blessed. Uh, the, 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 the eulogy that, that Otto shared. You know, he made everyone laugh uh, with his stories about his older brother. And he gave us a picture of how amazing his brother was in his life. He was like Otto's second dad. And after opening all the people's hearts, right, Otto then shared the importance of having a life with Jesus. He shared with us how he got to lead his brother to the Lord, on his deathbed. Otto then shared that life is short, and after this life on earth, um, it is spent in eternity, whether it be with Jesus or not. Here was our brother Otto, unashamed to share with others the amazing things life can bring when you follow the way of Jesus. Now, I was sitting right at the back. It's like you could hear a pin drop. Did some people in there feel uncomfortable? I'm sure there would have been some. But Otto wasn't going to leave there without letting people know that Jesus is the way to a purpose-filled life. Some of you may feel uncomfortable right now as well. I don't know. Because this message has challenged your mindset. To stop living for yourself and start living for Jesus. Jesus himself, man, he never watered down his purpose for life. I believe he is calling many of you to him today, to repent, to turn away from your sin, and to follow him. To be a Jesus follower, and hear me here, who is a narrow-minded But that narrow mind is a Christ-like mindset that brings truth, it brings security, and strength to your lifestyle. So don't miss this opportunity to trust in Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord today. Let's pray.